Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, a podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. This, my friends, is episode number 449, and I am your host, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man. In this week's episode, I am going to be sharing with you an interview with my good friend, Aaron Walker. Aaron Walker is such an amazing man, and you're going to find that out when you listen to the conversation that he and I had, and I'm just incredibly excited about the amount of value that you're going to get out of this episode. Even for those of you who are not podcasters, if you are just out there looking to take your life to the next level, your business to the next level, whatever the case may be, there's going to be value for every single person listening to this episode when we get into that conversation with Aaron Walker. Before we jump into the interview, I do want to let you know my next session of podcasting A to Z, which by the way, will be my 25th session of running this course with over 550 students who have graduated and launched a podcast within four weeks. My next session is coming up on Monday, May 23rd. That's just over a week away from when this episode goes live. So if you are looking to launch a podcast and you would like to have me as your personal coach walking you through every single step in the process of launching your podcast, I would love to have this opportunity to work with you as your personal coach for four weeks. To get the ball rolling, head on over to podcastinga2z.com. And if you're driving right now and can't do that at this very moment, don't worry. At the very end of this episode, after my conversation with Aaron, I will play an audio promo to remind you to head over to podcastinga2z.com to get registered and let's work together to successfully launch your podcast to help you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. And now without any further ado, we're just gonna jump right into this conversation with Aaron Walker. Aaron, I am so glad to have you on my show, my friend. Cliff, what an honor it is to be on your show, man. Thanks for having me. I just gotta tell you, the very first time I ever met you, I just had this sense of, this guy is an authority in living life in such a way that just seems infectious. It, it, I, I just had this great sense that, man, if I ever needed some advice for success in my business, but also in my personal life, instantly, the very first time I met you, the very first conversation you and I ever had with one another, I came away with that thought. This is a guy, and and I I believe the first time we met was at Social Media Marketing World about two years ago. Yeah, two or three years ago. I don't remember which it was, but thank you for saying that. That makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside, and I'm pretty stoked that you're willing to say that. I need to get that like on a uh, testimonial so I can promote it to all my social media followers. Well, the interesting thing is that we met and you had invited me to join you and a bunch of your friends. Your, I believe your wife was with you at the time yeah, as well. Yeah, she, she was. Robin came that year. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I met Matt Miller for the very first time at that dinner, and mm-hmm. he, he soon became a, a student of my A to Z course. I knew from meeting you then that you were a life and career coach. Is that how you would describe right. yourself? Yeah, life and business coach. 
just from the conversation and not so much all the things that you said, but I just love how you inspired me to communicate through the questions that you asked. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Thank you, because uh, that means a lot to me, first and foremost. But we'll kind of dive into a little bit of why that might be the case. And you and I share a mutual friend in Dan Miller. And Dan Miller and I have been masterminding now for two decades. I think back on that, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, 20 years. Where did it go? It just happened so fast. And Dan and I was with Dave Ramsey and Ken Abraham, uh, some of those guys you may or may not know. But Well, we have another mutual friend uh, that had passed away, uh, David Foster as well. Yeah, David was in our group. Yeah, David is a wonderful champion of a man, and uh, we spent a decade together in a mastermind group in Dave's office every week, uh, Wednesday mornings from 7 to 8.30, and he became a very, very close friend. And, man, we lost a real gem when we lost David Foster. Uh, but uh, that's, that's an understatement to be sure. You know, what happened in that process is I was in retail, you know, from the time I was 18 years old until I was 27. I sold out to a Fortune 500 company and then uh, took a break, Cliff, for about 18 months and went back into retail for about 10 more years. And uh, during this process, I was trying to kind of figure out some things as a young man and built a very successful business. And then 2001, uh, August 1st, I was headed to the office. I was 40 years old at the time. I'm 55 now. So, uh, you know, 15, 16 years ago, I was headed to the office and there was a guy crossing the street, a major four-lane thoroughfare to catch a bus. And he didn't look my way, Cliff. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, he ran right out in front of me and I ran over him and, and it killed him. Wow. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, I don't know if you've ever had anything happen to you like that, but everything slows down. It's like slow motion. And it did. It's like I was watching it you know, on a screen rather than it happening to me. And make a long story short, I won't bore you with all the details, but Robin and I decided after that we were going to sell the business and we weren't going to do anything. I was going to retire. I said, you know, we did okay with our other businesses and we're going to retire. And uh, so that lasted about five years. I took a five-year break and really got my feet back under me and figured out what I wanted to do. Went in the construction industry and we built a successful construction company over a nine-year period. And then I turned 50 years old and I quit. My wife said I've retired more than the law allows, but I retired for the third time. And uh, Dan Miller asked me one day in our mastermind, he said, so what are you going to do with yourself? And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, so you're 50. You're just getting warmed up. What are you going to do with yourself? And I said, I'm done. I've been working since I was 18, you know, in my own business, and uh, I'm going to retire. And he said, Aaron, you've done this three times, and you've not been real successful at retiring. You always get bored, and you go back. He said, why don't you coach? And I said, that's the last thing I'm doing. I'm not coaching anybody. And he said, you got stories to tell. You've got a 35-year successful marriage. You've had 10 businesses. Uh, you've got something to say to people. And he said, just come and do Innovate. Come to the sanctuary, do innovate. So I did. And second night, I was on my way home and I get a text. And, you know, because Dan and I live here in Nashville. And I looked down and it's Dan Miller. And he said, Avery, he said, did you see the way people were leaning in, listening to your stories? And I said, well, I'm just a good storyteller. He goes, no, it's not. That's not it at all. He said, you've got three plus decades of business experience. You and Robin have been married 30 plus years. You've got a message 
And so I started thinking about it a little bit. And then Dave Ramsey said, come do Entree Leadership Mastery Series. And I said, okay. He said, it'll be my gift. And I thought, well, this is pretty cool. That's a $10,000 gift, right, Cliff? You would do that. So I went to Entree Leadership. And Cliff, I fell in love with it. Yeah. It was like, oh, my goodness. And then I started coaching. Now we have national and international clients. We have seven mastermind groups. We have the community. And I think what you picked up on at Podcast Movement or Social Media Marketing, I forgot which one where we met first, but it's just my passion for other people to do well. And I genuinely mean that. I really want Cliff Ravenscraft to knock it out of the park. And when you really pour yourself into people and they succeed, it's very meaningful and purposeful to you. And that's where I get my satisfaction today. You know, that's very interesting. I had Ray, well, actually, no, Ray is going to be on the show over the next two weeks. And people are going to hear this eventually in those two episodes that are going to be coming up uh, here in the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. But we talked about something that David Foster said. He said that when you die, People are not going to re- remember all the great awards that you had, all the yeah. all the great possessions you had. The very first thing people remember about you, and maybe the only thing people will remember about you, was how you made them feel. That's the whole bottom line. It's relationships. And people ask me on a daily basis, what's your key to success? How did you make money? How did you? And it's relationships. My dad was a terrible business person. He taught me a lot about character and honesty and morals and values. But Cliff, he was a horrible businessman. My dad never made any money in his life, literally never made any money. But at his funeral in 2006, I was standing at his casket. People were coming through the line and I looked up and 30 minutes before the place even opened, the line started to form. And I thought, this is interesting. The doors opened at 2.30 in the afternoon for six and a half hours It was an hour and a half wait to get through the line. People literally standing in the parking lot. Here's what happened, Cliff. Here's what taught me a lot. Every person that shook my hand said, let me tell you what your dad meant to me. Let me tell you how your dad encouraged me. Let me tell you when your dad was there for me when nobody else was, how he gave a smile. He was fun to be with. Do you know, Cliff, in six and a half hours, not one person said your dad had a nice house, a nice boat, a nice car. Not one person, yet we spend 95% of our time trying to get more possessions, and we only spend 5% of our time building relationships when that is the bottom line. It's the relationships. We need to spend intentional time building something that matters, and that's relationships. So each and every day at our office, view from the top, what we do is intentionally very methodical, very deliberate. We're constantly reaching out and we're doing endorsements. We'll do video testimonials. We'll get on LinkedIn and follow people's blogs, comment on it. We're giving, we're giving, we're giving. Now you have permission to ask, right? Don't just, Chris Brogan told me the other day when I was talking to him, he said, you know, people just walk right up and straight out of the gate, they ask you for this big favor. It's like, dude, you've not invested one minute in anything I've got going on. I had somebody call me recently because I've done a few podcasts and they said, get me on this show, get me on this show. I said, how much time have you spent following them, promoting their book, promoting their show, commenting on what they do? And he said, not any. I said, well, you need to do that. It's not about, it's Gary Vanderchuk says it, give, 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 then ask, jab, 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 right hook, right? 
And it works each and every time, but we have to invest the energy and the effort at promoting other people. Adam Grant wrote a great book called Givers and Takers. We need to be the givers. We don't need to be the takers. And the natural reciprocity out of that, you'll get if you'll bring it. But man, if you want to be successful, you got to bring it first. Aaron, I totally agree with everything that you're saying. There has been one thought that goes through my mind as I've shared similar advice. What I've noticed is a number of people who all of a sudden take the advice that you just gave and they want to turn it into a formula about how their giving is going to have a return on investment. It's, it's their ROI. It's ROI this, ROI that. Work. How does somebody listening to our voice right now, how do they get to the place where they're giving without expecting in return. Yeah, your motivation has got to be pure because people can see through that in a nanosecond. And I mean, absolutely. And we've even got some things that we do on purpose. Let me just tell you what it is. It's even a practical level from a family perspective as well as in business. We'll oftentimes help people that there's no way they could help me. There are people in my sphere of influence now that I can really help promote that they can't do anything for me. And we'll do that to stay in the right frame of mind. Let me tell you other things that we do. We'll do things anonymously. I even take my grandchildren. This past Saturday, I did it. Took my granddaughter and I sat in the corner with her at Waffle House. She's seven years old. And I said, Aubrey, who's, who's breakfast are we going to buy today? And we're scanning the restaurant. And we're picking out different people that we tell the waitress, hey, bring us their check. Don't tell them it was us. Because it's good for us. It teaches us to be generous without the recognition of the other people. It keeps you in check. If you're doing it to get, they're gonna, you're going to be found out in a minute. You want to do it genuinely to help people. That's the significant part that I was missing when I was 40 years old. Cliff, it was all about the success. It was about having you know, a vacation home on the beach in Destin or one in the mountains or it was about a bigger house here, or a bigger car. There's nothing wrong with those things. Matter of fact, I hate it when people with money go, money's not important. I want to go, you liar. <laughs> it is important. It's very important. Just don't make it your God. Don't make it your central focus. Listen to people and feel their need. And once you do that, you'll have more clients and customers than you can shake a stick at. But be genuine at it. Really reach out and help those people genuinely, and they'll stand in line to buy your service or your widget. Absolutely. I, I want to go back to something you just barely said, and I want to make sure people don't gloss over it. And it was about your story about the conversation between you and Dan Miller. You said that, you know, people were leaning into you and, and, and really taking that in. And I find that when you communicate and, and the things that I've heard you say, I find that I do that. I, I lean in. I, I want to listen. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by this. And I love that you said, well, that's just because I'm a good storyteller. And Dan's like, no, it's because you have a good story to tell. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we all have stories to tell. I think what happens, just to be honest with you, Cliff, we hide behind a facade. And I think in order to be impactful, you have to be transparent because I think there's great strength in transparency. I'll tell you in a second what doesn't work. You know, there's so many things that I've attempted to do and it just didn't work. I think people believe that. I think people are starving to death for the truth. They don't want to see a guy up on stage that everything he touches turns to gold. They can't identify with that. 
I think when you have a good story, it's because you're being real and you're being transparent. There's times in my life I've really hurt and there's things that have really not worked out the way I'd hoped. And I believe that two things happen. First of all, I don't really believe in failure. I believe in success or you learn one or the other. Take the things that you learned and apply it to the next thing. Don't repeat what didn't work well for you and you'll be more successful. The other thing is, is I'm not really uh, fearful. I am to a degree, but I fear missing an opportunity more than I fear failure. And I want to try it, even though it didn't work necessarily the way I'd hoped. I'll use that experience and try it differently next time. And I think the reason that people will lean in and listen to my stories, first of all, I've done it. It's not something I've read in a book and I'm just conveying information. I've literally lived it. When I was 13 years old, I started working at a retail store. When I was 18, I opened my own business and I went out and got the money because I wasn't privileged, didn't have the money, and I had to go out and get partners in order to do it. We worked hard. We learned to delay gratification. Robin and I got married two weeks out of high school. And so we started pouring the money back into the company. We paid a 10-year loan off in 36 months. So we were 21 at a paid-for company. And then we repeated that three additional times. So I was 27. I had four stores that a Fortune 500 company wanted. Well, the only reason that they wanted that is because I delayed the gratification put the money back into the business, grew something big enough that they wanted to buy. And what happens is we want today what our parents have got. And you can't do that. You've got to learn that I can't have it all at one time. And so I just so clearly lay these things out for people in, you know, just showing them that you can have it if you're willing to delay the gratification. Being transparent, being vulnerable, being honest, telling people the truth, because I think people are starving for the truth. I think so. And I don't want to leave this everyone has a story thing because right now you and I are communicating to mostly podcasters. I mean, there are a couple of people who are listening to the Cliff Ravenscraft show that don't have a podcast. Um, but for a majority of them, they have a podcast or they're thinking about launching one. And the thing that I see new content creators struggle with is choosing the format of their show. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them would have an incredible solo podcast. They, you know, just running their own show, getting behind the mic and, and putting their thoughts into the world. You know, in fact, many of them say, you know, the, one of the main reasons that I want to create the, this content is I want to eventually work it to such a place or get to a place where people see me as a thought leader in this particular area. Mm -hmm. And, when I suggest that they go with the solo show, they are like, eh, no, I'm probably going to do interviews most of the time because I don't, if I create a podcast and I do it on a weekly basis, I maybe got 10, 15 weeks and that's going to be it. I don't have anything beyond that. And they default into interviews because, well, they want to bring in other people because they have, in their mind, they believe everybody else has the stories. That's not true. It's a lie. Uh, we all have a lot to say, and you're cheating the world out of your advice, your wisdom, your experience, your knowledge by not sharing that. Now, let me say this. It's not going to be for everybody, right? Even view from the top that I've got, the community that we have, it's not for everybody. You know, we have a very, very distinct avatar, and we speak our life into them, our messages for them. It's not for everybody. Seth Godin really speaks to this a lot. He says, your message is not going to be for everybody. If you're shooting that broad, you're shooting a shotgun instead of a rifle. You need to niche down. You need to be very specific in what message 
that it is that you have to share and you need to share that with the world. You know, I was having lunch with somebody the other day and he's okay with doing a solo show and feels like he has some stories to tell. But the one thing he says is like, listen, it's the health and fitness industry. I mean, there's already 150 other personal trainers out there creating podcasts about how to get healthy and fit. Why would they listen to me? And of course, again, I had to share with him. I said, first of all, there's nobody out there that is doing what you're going to do with your podcast because there's nobody else that has your experience and nobody else who has your exact ideas. Nobody has your personal experience day in, day out. You're the only person in the world who can share the message that's uniquely in you. And if you don't create it, there's nobody else in this world who could possibly give to the world what you have. Yeah, that's so true. And we have such a large audience there. You don't need everybody to be successful, right? So focus your effort and your energy on your message. Tell your story. People will resonate with it. Now, Aaron, you're really huge into masterminds, which I am as well. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about your experience with masterminds. I know that you mentioned the Dave Ramsey one. How did that get started and and when did you get involved in that? Yeah, this was a pretty cool story. So I've been with Dave since he started his radio station. Dave gave me advertising in 1995 to try him out. He came to our store, loved it and said, I'd love for you to advertise. I turned him down, Cliff. This is a hilarious story. I turned him down. I said, no way. I've never even heard of you. We live in the same city. He's got this thing called financial peace and the money game. And he was partners with another guy at the time and co-hosting. And I said, no, thank you. I'm not interested. And finally, he said, what if I give you a week? Would you at least try it? And I said, well, there's no way I can lose. So I, I tried him. In three days, I called him and I said, listen, these people have drank the Kool-Aid. They're coming in here like crazy. What do I got to do to sign up? He said, well, sign an annual agreement. Well, that was 21 years ago. We've been on Dave's show now 21 consecutive years, either a business I own or have owned, longest running advertiser that he's had. So he came to me a couple of years after that and he said, listen, I've started a mastermind group in my office. And I said, a what? <laughs> he said, a mastermind group. I said, I don't even have a clue what that is. And he said, just trust me, come check it out. You'll like it. So I went, I was a little apprehensive just to be honest with you, 10 guys in the room. I didn't know any of them, but Dave at the time. And uh, we started talking about our businesses. You know, some of them had larger businesses than I did. And I had a larger company than a few of them did. And it felt a little strange. You know, it's like, this is a little bit weird, you know. So week after week, we go in, we talk about family. We talk about business. We challenge each other. Well, then I got in this cadence. I kind of liked it. I'm kind of like, this is pretty cool. First of all, it's 45 minutes from my house. I live, you know, on the north side of town. They live on the south side of town. It's a safe environment. So maybe I can share a few things that are personal because I don't have to worry about people in my community knowing about things that I'm interested in or businesses I'm starting. So I started sharing a few personal things. Well, they started sharing a few personal things. And I'm like, wow, this is a safe environment. And they're giving me good answers because they have nothing to gain or lose as a result of what they tell me. They're trusted advisors. So why wouldn't they tell me the truth? So Cliff, over the years, we just developed a relationship that you didn't have to say, don't tell anybody this, this is private. It was just understood. And it was a very, very safe environment. It became like my own board of directors. I'm like, man, I've got 10 successful guys 
that are around me breathing truth into me. Now, we get in fights, Cliff. We we would argue those high D personalities in there. We would really get into a tussle sometimes, but I knew they wanted best for me at the end. And they called me out on a lot of things. They encouraged me in a lot of things. And it just became a way of life to me. And quite honestly, I don't know where my life would be today if I hadn't had those guys around me. They were there in tough times, and I went through some really dark times personally and professionally, and I needed some guys around me. I celebrated some victories. We had anniversaries and birthdays and graduations and weddings, and everybody participated. And it, we became kind of a band of brothers. I mean, it was literally my guys, and I still consider them that way today. And I think anyone can have that kind of relationship if you're willing to forge that relationship, you're willing to let the veil down, be transparent, be honest, be vulnerable, and tell the truth. And if you do that, you can have a successful mastermind. Absolutely. And and if anybody's intrigued about mastermind groups, if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash 400, I gave a full one-hour episode on my advice for creating your own mastermind group. Check it out. Go podcastanswerman.com slash 400. The important thing is get in a group because we're not created to be in isolation. We're created to be in community. And the more you can go into those groups and slowly take your time. Don't go in there full bore, exposing everything that you know, telling everything, every ugly thing that's in your closet. You, you go slow, right? We There's no barns burning down. We got time. And go in and build that relationship slowly. Make sure you got the right people in there. Make sure you're all people of high character. You know, you're honest. You know, there's high values, your morals. Make sure you're in a group of like-minded people in regards to where you want to go. And then slowly start sharing things, taking their advice. Now, I recall an interview that you did with our other mutual friend, Ray Edwards, He's a great guy, isn't he? I love Ray. I love Ray as well. Ray is going to be on the show over the course of the next two weeks. We had a two-hour long conversation and can't wait to share that with you guys. Anyway, you were on Ray's show and I recall saying to myself, I am not deleting this episode. I have to spend some time in front of a piece of paper with a pen in hand so that I can take notes because I'm getting ready over the course of the next month or two, I'm going to be launching my second paid mastermind group. I loved some of the things that you do with your group. Will you share some of the details of your mastermind group? Well, we have what's called iron sharpens iron. And just as one man sharpens another as iron sharpens iron, it's a proverb, you know, it comes out of the Bible. And I think there's great value in men getting together and sparks flying. You know, you get in there and you hone each other and you sharpen and you help each other. Some of the things practically that we do, we meet on a Zoom call and people from all over the world now are involved in our mastermind groups. We have an appointed time. The 10 guys, that's all I'll allow in the group, 10 guys at a time, and I facilitate a number of these groups personally. First of all, we, we read together. There's always a theme for the month. Like last month, it was authenticity. The month before that, it was how is making your business bigger, making your life better uh, on leadership. There's always a theme to each month, and we study these themes, and we'll have books and then we'll invite the author many times to come and speak to us about the book that we're reading. And we'll go through that book a 
few pointy questions. We'll read three or four chapters because if you get a bunch of guys together and there's not some central focus initially, they'll talk about the football game or the biggest fish they caught or their golf score, something that's okay and it's fun, but it's not really getting down to business. It kind of gets us focused. We do what's called man in the middle where Cliff Ravenscraft would come in 15 or 20 minutes. It would be just about podcast answer, man, everything you wanted to know, uh, you wanted input from other guys. These are questions personally. Maybe you have a problem with one of your children, with your wife, uh, you as an individual. The time is really focused on you, and it's called man in the middle. And then each and every week we'll give updates. We do what's called uh, 90-day sprints. Every 90 days you have one big audacious goal that you set out, and we do it on Trello. And each and every person has access to your Trello and they can see you working. And there's huge amounts of accountability when people are seeing what you're working on to make sure that you're staying on task. We do an accountability every week. There's 10 questions you have to answer. How are you treating your wife? How are you treating your children, your faith, your family, your relationship, your career? You gauge yourself one to 10 And if you score a two, now I know this wouldn't be the case for you because you're an exercise guy, but let's just say you score a two, two weeks in a row in exercise. It's like, come on now, we got to get to exercise and get back to the gym. In every important area of our life, we want to pay attention. It's top of mind. And so we do the accountability. So we're action-packed when it comes to our mastermind. We want to accomplish things. We want to move the needle. We want to go forward. It's not a coffee club. We're in there to get results. Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind Groups. Right. You have a couple of them that you facilitate. How many, just off the top of your head? We have eight groups. So eight groups, and you facilitate all of them? Seven of them. And actually, we're growing that organically from within. And what we're doing is guys that have been with us for a number of years now, I'm training them to be facilitators. And so we're going to do revenue share with those guys, and we're going to fill up the groups, handle all the back-end stuff, All the accounting, everything that's ordered, it'll be view from the top umbrella. It's iron sharpens iron mastermind groups with facilitators that will do revenue share with uh, those gentlemen, and it'll be under my direction. So that's the way we're going to grow it so our message gets out broader. You know, I only have so many hours. I mean, I can't facilitate all the groups, nor do I want to, but I do facilitate seven of the groups personally. So you facilitate seven groups each of them have ten, up to 10 people, no more. Correct. Correct. And are you the 11th person as the facilitator? There's 12 people in the group. Tom Schwab is my COO, and he's in every meeting as well. He is the chief operating officer for View from the Top. Tom is in each group. I'm in each group, and we have 10 additional men. How are you putting these into your day? Like what yeah, days What days and sure. what times are you leading these groups? Sure. I'll do three on Monday, three on Tuesday, and one on Wednesday. And I've really personally put everything I do in Monday through Wednesday. Thursday is kind of a catch-up day for me, and then I don't work Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And so I have a four-day work week, and I put three on Monday, three on Tuesday, and one on Wednesday. And you said that you use books as a, and themes. So you're, you're asking your members to read a book and then you kind of discuss. Is that, how's that? Yeah. And I facilitate the questions on Saturday. I'll send out three questions, you know, that we're going to talk about uh, in each of the chapters each week. And so we'll cover a book in 30 days 
And uh, I send these books out to the guys every month, and uh, we study the books. I prompt them with the questions. It really opens up great dialogue, Cliff. It's really not necessarily just that question. It gets people talking. Yeah. Because you get people that are a little bit introverted. They're not going to jump right in. But if you ask them a question, they'll start talking. And next thing you know, the whole room's talking. And it just takes you to other areas that you might not get otherwise. Plus, you learn a lot. We study some great books. Now, you have one hour. And I know that you said you have these 10 accountability questions where people give themselves a score 1 to 10. Yeah, we have a private Facebook page for every group. And so the guys can get in that Facebook and they can talk all through the week. So they're giving resources, making connections, asking questions. You know, we'll do surveys. There'll be, it's crazy the amount of interaction that's in each Facebook, but it's private. It's only those 10 guys and Tom and I. And so we're always communicating through the week. And what we'll do is we've got that digital So we'll send it out and then we'll post it on the Facebook page so everybody can see everybody's score. Now we've got a great measure of accountability. So you post this as, let's just say, a group status update. It's like, okay, it's time to report. Here are your 10 questions in the comment below. Uh, Give us your rating for each of the 10. There's a digital document that we've created that has the 10 questions. And each week it's emailed to the person on Saturday. They go down through and give themselves the score in the 10 categories. And then they hit send and it automatically comes back to HubSpot, which we use. It's our CRM. Okay. And then we'll take that and give it to one of our virtual assistants. The virtual assistants post it in Facebook. Now it's for everybody's view. Ah, I love that. Yeah, what's so good about it is it keeps it top of mind for you. But not only that, the people that are in the room are looking at it. And every week, you know, Cliff has a two in exercise. We got something to talk about Monday at two o'clock. It's like, Cliff, why aren't you exercising? Or why are you not taking your wife on dates? Or why are you paying attention to your business or your written reports or your records? Or, you know, there's 10 different categories and you're just not going to slide by. That's what I said. We don't allow people to slide by. That's why we get things done. Again, I remember when I heard you on Ray's show and you you shared just a glimpse into some of these uh, 10 items that you ask people to rate themselves on. I found myself like leaning in. I'm like, oh, I've, I've got to write that down. Oh, I've got to write that down. And you shared a couple of them and you've been even given some insight here. I wonder, would you be willing to share the wording that you use on this digital document where you're yeah, asking sure the questions? I would. Sure, I would, Cliff. The things that we think from Iron Sharpens Iron that are important. First of all is our faith, our wife, because we're men, right? I coach men, so I've got wife. You could put spouse there. Faith, wife, children, career, exercise, finance, relationships, personal development, written goals, and charity and contributions. Men just go through and rank themselves, one being the worst, 10 being the best, and we go through each and every week and rank ourselves how we did in those 10 categories. That is awesome. Hey, another thing that uh, you guys have going on that would be interesting to our audience is the interview valet. I know we're completely shifting gears, but I want to toss that in here as well. What is Interview Valet? And I, I, I think when you explain it, some people will be interested in learning how to get involved. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'll have to go back and give you a little backstory on that as well. So um, three years ago, 
uh, when I started View from the Top, started coaching, I wanted to market my business. And the online world was relatively new to me because I had been in bricks and mortar, you know, for 30 years. And when I started really looking into this, I found the value of podcasts. I thought, my goodness, this is unbelievable podcasts. And then I started thinking, you know, I could start a podcast and it would be good, but why don't I leverage other audiences? And so I started inviting myself to be guests on podcasts. And I got on a couple of the larger shows because I had a story to tell, as we talked about earlier, and they wanted my story told. So I started telling the story and I started getting uh, getting a number of clients that would convert. And I thought, man, this is pretty powerful. So I started continuing to do those. Well, I've done over 250 interviews now in the past 24 months, did 176 uh, in 2015. And Tom Schwab, my COO, started watching on our CRM the conversion of people that would come from the podcast to our site and then convert, you know, to a client one way or the other, either through the community or the masterminds or one-on-one coaching. And he goes, the conversion rate is unbelievable. And I didn't mean a lot to me at first until he explained it. And then he wrote a course on how to be a great podcast guest. And we got really rave reviews on it. And so he came to me and he said, I want to start a concierge white glove service teaching people how to be great guests on podcasts. And I thought, well, it's not that hard. He said, well, it's not hard for you. You've done 200. He had done over 200 as well. And he said, but to teach people how to do landing pages, how to do their pitch sheet, how to have great equipment so that you sound decent when you're doing the interviews, uh, how to present yourself how to do your marketing plan and your strategy, how to do your social media marketing after it's over. He said, we'll do it for everybody. And so I thought, man, this is genius. And so I agreed. And so we partnered on this and we started Interview Valet. And we do those things. We qualify the guest. We'll first of all, certify them, teach them how to do an interview. And then we'll provide them the equipment. Not only do we tell them the equipment, we provide the equipment if you don't already have it. We do their pitch sheets. We do their landing pages so that, you know, they can do the conversions as well. And we do everything for them except the interview. All they got to do is show up and do the interview. Well, it's taken off so well, Cliff. I can't even begin to tell you the interest level because they work. The podcasts are just a remarkable way to share your story. So in that, we started thinking we could hire a great big sales force. And then we thought, you know what? Let's do an affiliate for podcast host. And this makes perfect sense. No cost to the podcast host. What we'll do is we'll let them send us great guests. And for every guest that signs up, we'll pay them a 10% finder's fee in perpetuity. Not just one time. As long as that guest is with us, we'll pay them 10%. Well, the podcast host can make $1,200 a year for one guest. And we have podcast hosts that are signing up pretty rapidly because it's a way to monetize their podcast at no expense to them. There's no risk. It is awesome. And in fact, I want to say the greatest way for you to grow your audience 
is by being a guest on other people's podcasts, especially where those podcasts have the same target audience as you and would be interested in your message. And that's how over all of the years I've been able to build the business that I have today. And it's been pretty successful and I've never paid a penny in advertising, but where a majority of my new audience comes from, my new customers, my new students and my courses, all of that comes from people who have heard me originally as a guest on somebody else's podcast, which of course then has led on to being a guest at their conferences as well. And that's a whole nother story. But this is what I'm saying is that if you have a podcast and you want to get your message out to a larger audience, well, you're a natural person for Interview Valet, not just to sign up as an affiliate and make some money for your show as you're referring guests, but I want to encourage you to actually consider being one of their certified guests so that they can help you land interviews on other podcasts. I'll tell you another little benefit to this that I didn't see coming Three years ago, you could look up Aaron Walker on Google, and I didn't exist, period. You couldn't find me with a search warrant on Google. Well, the notes, the show notes that the podcast put out now have great SEO, and I'm the first 10 pages on Google now as a direct result of the show notes from podcast hosts. How much does it cost to be a registered guest with you where you're getting them interviews? We have two programs. We have one that we do two interview. We book you on two really great podcasts a month and it's $600. Another one that's $997 if you do four interviews, one a week. And and you set up everything. You don't do anything but show up for the interview, period. I, I we love do that. everything. Folks, I want to encourage you to go to podcastanswerman.com slash valet to find information about this. And again, that's podcastanswerman.com slash valet, V-A-L-E-T. Aaron, it has been an honor to have you on my show. I could talk to you forever. <laughs> hey, before I go, I got a little gift for your listeners. Is that okay? Can Absolutely. I give away a present? We love gifts. There's three things I use every day. One of them is called a personal assessment to where you really look deep into yourself. It's private. There's no right or wrong answers. You don't show it to anybody. It's just for you. It's called a personal assessment. It really digs into your identity, your ideals, your values, your relationships, your faith, your career. It really asks you pointed questions. The second one is, what do I want? That's the name of the document that I wrote. Most people don't know what they want, Cliff. They just get up every day and they want bigger and better and shinier and more. And they're just after it, but they don't even know why they want more. And I asked this leading question, geographically and financially, if there were no limitations, what would you do tomorrow when you got up? Most people don't know the answer to that question. And I want you to live your life intentionally, living on purpose, Live it very deliberately. Robin and I have done that for 36 years now. We want to live our life, not the life our parents want us to live or our friends or our family. We want to live the life we want to live. So answer those questions. There's 30 of them. And the last one is steps to a productive day. People say, I understand who I am. Now I know what I want, but I don't know what to do next. And I wrote a document called Steps to a Productive Day. It's kind of a to-do list on steroids. It starts you out very methodical in the morning, works you through your entire day. I've taken the price off all of those and I'm going to give them to your audience just as a gift. 
If you'll go to viewfromthetop.com forward slash podcast answer man, all in lowercase letters, those three documents are for you. And I hope it helps you live a more successful and significant life. That is awesome. Thank you so much, Aaron. And I know people will be blessed by that. And I imagine that people are going to be walking away from this interview with tons of value as it relates to uh, just remembering that they have a story to tell, that they don't have to be the greatest storyteller right now. That'll come over time. Uh, But you have a story to tell. Number two, the value of a mastermind group. And of course, advice on things that you can do and incorporate in your own experience with a mastermind group. Uh, The interview valet, great stuff there. And of course, these valuable documents that Aaron's going to give to you over at viewfromthetop.com slash podcast answer man. Aaron, thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thanks, Cliff. See you, buddy. Are you thinking of launching your own podcast and don't know where to start? You could have your own high-quality podcast online in just under four weeks, even if you have absolutely no technical knowledge about how podcasting works. Intrigued? 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 Since 2006, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man, has trained thousands of people on how to launch a successful podcast. Cliff has coached top-ranked podcasters such as Pat Flynn, Michael Hyatt, Michael Stelzner, Dan Miller, John Lee Dumas, and the list goes on. Podcasting A to Z is a four-week group training course that leads you step-by-step through the setup of your very own podcast. Not just the technical side, but also the mindset that goes into creating a successful show as well. One thing is At the end of four weeks, you will have experienced one of the best investments you can make in taking your message to the next level. To learn more details about the course, head to podcastinga2z.com. Podcastinga2z.com. Podcast. Add some math.